we are looking at Jehovah Witnesses because someone asked me a good question as to what is a Jehovah Witness and what is their theology and the differences and then from necessarily what this church teaches and and um, and so I um, took the opportunity to prepare an entire lesson on it um, and um, so there you go um, I am going to need some more copies Uh, three more. We got one, two, three that need it. And that's okay. I planned for what we normally have, and we didn't. We have more than normal, which is great. <laughs> but, um, all right. Uh, Jehovah Witness, when I say that word, what do you, or words, what do you think of? What's the, what comes to mind? I see knocking on your door. <laughs> Activist. Cult. Um, well, technically, so is all Christianity. No, when I use the word cult, I use it differently than what he's using the word cult. See, in the academic world, the word cult just means organized religion and their belief system. So a myth is not just, often you think of lies and, and stories of old. Myth is just any religious story. So the Bible is a mythos. It doesn't mean it's the same way we use it, but in the academic world it means some, it's a mythos. Cult means any organized religious group. Um, false prophecy uh, so a lot of people think of false prophecy when they think of the Jehovah Witnesses, um, though they are not unique in that. <laughs> okay. So so copy and paste it together. Um. What do you guys know about Jehovah Witnesses? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind was the first thing that was said here. Knocking on the door. They're very into uh, door-to-door evangelism. Them and the Mormons are probably tired for getting out there and knocking in. You know it's Jehovah Witnesses when, uh, if there's a woman in the group, right? They usually go out in threes. Mormons are only twos. (laughs) Over there on the. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that actually. All right. So, um, so we've got some experiences being felt here. I, I've heard some knocking on some door stories, some family members that disagree with theologically with you. Anyone else have any interesting stories with Jehovah Witnesses? Oh, I bet. They actually have some similar beliefs. 
but yet very different. All right. So what is Jehovah Witnesses? Um, what is it? Um, Jehovah Witnesses is actually a branch of the Christian faith. Uh, and when I say that, it is one of the outliers in the Christian faith. If we put all the Christian groups together, like, you know, all the Methodists, Eastern Orthodox, you know, uh, Baptist and, uh, you know, General Baptist, you know, Independent Baptist, you know, uh, Christian uh, Christian Church, Calvary, Assemblies of God, Calvary Chapel, they all kind of, they have some, they have very different beliefs in certain areas, but they all kind of fell under one area. And then you have like outliers. Examples of that would be Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormon or um, um, there's some other ones like um, um, Separatist, uh, the uh, um, Mennonites or Amish. But anyone who recognizes Christ and the scriptures is technically a Christian group. Now, how they recognize Jesus or Christ is very, very different than the main group of Christianity. Um, now, they will claim that they are the only group that has salvation. And, of course, that's not unique to just them. Many, I've known Baptists, that only Baptists are going to heaven. I've known Calvinists that only Calvinists are going to heaven, or Arminists, only Arminianists are going to heaven, or Catholics, only Catholics are going to heaven. You know, that's not unique, but they do believe that only Jehovah Witnesses are going, are, have the, the right way of looking at it. Um, their scriptures. Now, they uh, will only use the uh, well let me they're supposed to I'm going to put that up there because supposed to because not all Jehovah Witnesses just use this translation but the official translation of the church is the New World Translation and it does have some differences from the um, other translations of course there's other just translations that have some big differences too. Um, they will um, hold to the New World Translation as their primary, um, and um, but they also hold to their studies in the Scripture that often comes out. I meant to bring mine today. I've got several of them at the house. Um, the Zion Watchtowers um, or the Awaken. Uh, magazine, um, and you might have seen them. They might have handed these magazines out, and they look like devotionals. And um, it's it's tough for us to, to, to say that um, uh, we many of us Christians read devotionals. You know, you might wake up and read your favorite devotional, whatever it is. You know. Uh, guidepost or uh, you know or Spurgeon's or you're on version and you go to all the thousands of different uh, Bible studies they have on there and and those are all, all all well but none of those will claim to be 
equal the scriptures. Their awaken their their scriptures does claim to be equal with scriptures. In fact, uh, if you look on your little chart there, I, I put it out for you. Um, Charles uh, Russell, who is the um, the founder of um, the Jehovah Witness group. Um, says that not only do we find that people cannot see the divine plan in studying the Bible by itself, we, but we also see that anyone who lays the scriptures aside, even after he uses them, after he has become familiar with them, after he has read them for 10 years, that if he lays them aside and ignores them, goes to the Bible alone, then he understood the, his Bible for 10 years. Our experience shows that within two years he goes into darkness. On the other hand, if he merely lies on the scripture studies with their references and not read a page of the Bible as such, he would be in the light and in the two years because he would be in the light of the scriptures. So what's that mean? You can do away with the Bible and just keep the scriptures and you're okay. But you can't get rid of their, their commentary on the scriptures and just read the Bible and be okay. So they hold their, their magazine, their, their studies in the scriptures to, the, to a higher level than the scriptures because they believe that if you just read the Bible alone, you, you, can't, you can't, get it, can't get it right. You're going to fall away into darkness. Which, for a group that claims to be based on the scriptures, I find disturbing. Personally. Um, all right, so they were founded, um, yeah, let's talk about their history a little bit. They were founded, um, by Charles Russell, who was born to a Presbyterian family in 1852. So, long time ago. And he joined a congregational church but as soon he began to doubt certain doctrines of the Presbyterian, like the idea of eternal punishment. So by the age of 17, he disbelieved the Bible. In 1870, however, he started his own Bible study group after dropping in on a second Adventist Bible study. Um, and he soon... Uh, became looked on as the pastor of that group. And uh, together with his organized Bible study group, they um, determined that Christ's return would be um, an invisible or spiritual one alone, not a physical return, just a spiritual return, uh, which uh, was against the Advents teaching, who are waiting for a physical return, um, so, uh, by 1879, he began publishing the Zion Watchtower and Herald of Christ's Presence. Um, with the publication, 30 congregations were born in seven states only after one year. So, it became very popular very quickly. Because a lot of people were disheartened by the things they were learning in the normal the the other church 
1884, the Jehovah Witness movement was born, so it became the actual movement became in 1884 as, um, as it became more than just a tract society because before they were just handing out their Bible tracts and they became actually what will become the Jehovah Witnesses in 1884. And the goal of it was, quote, to di- disseminate the Bible truth in various language by means of the publication of tracts, pamphlets, paper, and other religious documents and by the use of all lawful means. Um, by 1886, Russell began writing what he is, becomes known as the study of the scripture, which is his commentary, which is seen as sacred text, as we already discussed. Uh, by 1916, Russell dies, and a, um, a lawyer, uh, Joseph Franklin Rutherford, becomes the head and he changed officially changed the name in in 1931 to the Jehovah Witness uh, based on Isaiah 43:10 through 12 who can pull that up for me on your phone on your actual bible you know, scroll to it flip to it Isaiah 43:10 through 12 Whoever gets there first, start reading. Okay, so the word there is um, uh, is um, is is you are my witnesses. I want to actually bring up something here, and um, in that um, the the word Lord there, it's probably all caps in your Bible, isn't it? That means it's the Tetragrammaton. Um, I'm actually going to bring up something here. Let me see if I can get this to work right. Uh, let's go red. All right. So let's see if I can do this. I don't have my stylus on me. All right. Nope, that's bad. Nope, erase. All right, there we go. All right, so Yahweh is Tetragrammaton, four letters. Um, Its best translation we know of is Adonai. Now, this word, uh, this, the the best way to pronounce it, we think, is probably Yahweh. But sometime around the second temple period, so the time between Daniel and and Jesus, what we call the second temple period, um, 
it became so holy that they were afraid to use it. Otherwise, they were going to misuse the name of God. So when you come across it in the scriptures, they read it. And even to this day, you read it Adonai, which is another word for God. But it's not the name of God. And so you use the, and, and this actually has no vowels in it. Um, this is one of the things I'm learning in my Hebrew stuff, right? Um, I'm going to make sure I um, get the vowel right. I'm going to look it up, make sure I get the, the vowels right. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. So in their quest to make sure to remind you to read it Adonai, instead of having Yahweh, they would, they change, they use the the vowels from Adonai, which are uh, two dots there, uh, and a holem over here, and a so Adonai. So you would be reminded to read it Adonai because the vowels are different. Um, so this is actually where the word, if you put it into languages and 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 so it it becomes Jehovah Jehovah and so they call themselves the Jehovah witnesses there's actually no j sound in hebrew uh, that only translates over to Jehovah when you start speaking the germanic languages that have the j like german irish english um, that has the j sound they don't have the J sound in the, the Semitic languages. So it becomes, and so actually when, when you talk to a Jehovah's Witness, the, one of the things that they will say is that they are the true um, believers because they use the true name of God, which is Jehovah. I argue against it because there's no J sound in the scriptures. <laughs> but... Uh, um, but they, they do believe that they are using the Bible. And, and it comes from that passage where Yeho, Yahweh, is, we are Yahweh's witnesses. And um, the Lord's witnesses. Um, all right. Yeah, real quick, still talking about their history. In um, 1997, Jehovah Witnesses were merely were were their membership had gone over to 5.1 million across 243 countries. Uh, in the 2000s, it's over six million people are part of the Jehovah Witness group. Um, we'll talk about why that becomes an issue later, but. In my, the, in my mind, but not to them. All right, theology. What do they believe? 
Um, I listed a few things here. There's a lot more we could go over, but um, do you believe that you should attend five meetings each week? Um, and you guys thought I was crazy for having you meet twice a week. <laughs> no, some of you guys meet every week doing different, every day of the week, so doing something else. But um, there's a public talk, usually each Sunday, when an elder or rarely a, a servant, a ministerial servant, will um, will deliver a talk about a specific topic. Then there's the Watchtower Study, which you, a lesson is based on the current Watchtower episode, which usually follows directly after the public talk, kind of like our Sunday school. If you went to early service and then you went to Sunday school, so kind of the same kind of thing there. Then there's the Theocratic Ministry School, which takes place, it's like a midweek service, like tonight, somewhere where the speaker will give a practical, uh, will, will, uh, giving talk and they'll, they'll practice witnessing to each other uh, so that they can go out and witness to you guys, um, knock, knock on the door um, that they will um, witness. So they'll practice those times there. Then there's a service meeting, which is usually right after the other one, but not always. And it includes training for various ministry activities. Sometimes elders will address specific issues and concerns of the congregation at this time. Uh, what about this? What if we're witnessing and this comes up? What if this happens? What, what about this? Someone asked me this question and I couldn't answer it. That kind of stuff will be during those meetings. And then there's also a book study held sometime during the week where a portion of the Watchtower publication is studied in depth. Um, <laughs> now, go back and read through those. Where's the Bible study? There isn't one. It's because they focus on their Watchtower booklet. Nope, it's just the Watchtower script booklets that include passages from the scriptures in it. Yep. Yes and no. It's like the Book of Mormon in the fact that it's addition to the scriptures, but it's different in the fact that the Book of Mormon is, they believe, of course, with this, the, the teachings of Joseph Smith and the divine pearl as well as part of the, 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 the whole Mormon belief. They believe in divine pearl and the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon doesn't have nearly anything really that crazy in it. It's the divine pearl that we really started following a lot of issues. Um, the, uh, but those are set, and they're they're kept, and they believe that that's finished. The Watchtower magazine is published often, so it's not just then. It's it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's it's an ongoing thing. 
And um, I've got several different copies at my house from where I've received them from different, um, and I meant to bring a couple of them. Uh, but they, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's similar to the Book of Mormon, but it is different because it is an ongoing publication. Yes. <laughs> it often includes stuff that they've repeated. Um, repetition is how we, we learn things, and they know that. But it also includes new ways that they're reading the scriptures. So it is always evolving. But not to the way you're thinking. Like It's not like progressive Christianity, which is evolving with the times. It's always evolving based off of their interpretation of the scriptures. Um, the main, um, the publications put out by the main church, like, um, most of you guys are familiar with the Catholic Church, and you say, like, the Pope and his groups, if they were to put out a publication, it would be like that. There's a main head of the church, and it's, put, it's distributed throughout the rest of the congregations from the main uh, leaders of the, of the organ. Kind of like an organization, like you might say an organization would be. Or What? Kind of, well, it's, it's more like a magazine. If, I wish I would have brought mine in, but it is kind of that way. Um, it does. It is. It does have a magazine and it's publicated and it comes out. I don't remember how what the publication. Now it's distributed online, so it's not. It comes out, uh, I think, quarterly. But I'm not. But don't hold me to that one. Um, I don't remember how what the the what that is. But yeah. Um, yeah. So. They have their, their meetings, there's, there's just the, and they focus mostly on, of course, that goes back to their main tenets of, that was founded by the, 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 their founder. You can do without the, the Bible, but you can't do without the teachings that he is the way he taught. If you go just the Bible, you're going to fall away. Of course, that goes away from what most Protestants or Reformed follow because they were sol scriptura, scriptures only. Um, and um, so that goes away from, from that idea. Um, so if we, when we follow their beliefs, many of their beliefs actually come from Protestant and Adventist beliefs because that's where he came from. Um, but there are some key things that set them apart. And I pulled out some of the key things, that's not the, the things that we had in common with them. I pulled the things that set us apart, that set them apart. Um, such as Jehovah. We already talked about the name of God. Um, their God is the only God, the, is the God of the Old Testament, all-powerful, all-knowing, and everlasting, and Jehovah is his name. That's what they believe. Um, they don't believe in Trinity. Um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they don't believe in Trinity. Um, 
the, um, in their mind, the relationship between God and Jesus is like that of father and son. So that means that Jesus is a created being, not God himself. Being a created being, he's not God. Um, he's the first creation. And prior to him becoming Jesus, he was actually Michael the archangel. Um, well, he had, if he was the first created being, he has to be somewhere. So they credit him to Michael the archangel. Um, so, and then he came to earth and he became Jesus. Um, Yeah, Trinity is the belief that there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they're all three aspects of one God. Separate working workings of one God in a way that it will blow your mind and we'll ever forever be thinking about how does this work because we in our four-dimensional bodies cannot think, cannot fathom it. Of course, being without four dimensions is like I don't even know how to think non-four-dimensionally. Um, what is the fourth dimension? Time. Thank you. We are fourth dimen four-dimensional creatures. We are locked within length, width, height, time. Um, some people say seven, five because there's also space included in that as well. We are uh, we are temporal, and we have trouble fathoming the idea of what it means to be not within those limitations. I, I can't, and so the idea of, a, of the Trinity uh, is one of those things that we'll be ever wrestling with um, because he is one God and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, so, but yes. Um, so because um, they believe Jesus was a created being, he is therefore never bodily resurrected. He was only spiritually resurrected. Which is not unique to just Jehovah's Witness. There was another group of people that believed this too. The Gnostics. They were people that were really popular around the time of Paul. And they thought that the body was evil and the spirit was good. Therefore, Jesus could not come in back in the body because just he never came in the body in the first place. He was just a spiritual being because he was good. Um, so, but Jesus never was bodily resurrected. Um, the Holy Spirit is an active force which intervenes for God on earth, but is a separate entity in their belief system. So it's not God. It is a separate entity under God. Um, Satan, the devil, seen as an enemy of God. Um, he is misleading and affects pain and sorrow through spiritual nationalism and temptation and leads people astray. Um, the way to resist it is not is to learn about Jehovah. Man uh, believes man's soul is mortal. That means when man dies, so does his spirit. Um some will experience eternal life when they are resurrected in flesh and soul simultaneously. But only 144,000 of them. 
they just cease to exist, apparently. Beats me. I honestly have not found a good answer to that one. I've heard a few people answer it, but I have not. I'm not. Um, I'm not heard a good answer to that one. So you'll have to ask someone who's smarter than me in Jehovah Witness lore. Um, go ask one of their priests, because <laughs> it doesn't. I, I don't know. Um, salvation. Salvation comes through accepting Jesus as Lord is essential, but failure to exercise fidelity to God's requirements can result in the loss of the gift of salvation. Watchtower, I, I quoted from the Watchtower in 1589. Believers, and there's some other things, will be saved to eternal life only if they continue to adhere to all of God's requirement. Those losing the faith in Jesus also lose their everlasting life. I assume that they'll be replaced in the hundred, out of the six billion, six million that they'll be replaced. I have no idea. Because there's going to be 144,000 in the end. I guess. Kind of sounds like it to me. But I'm not an expert in how that works. So. Um, hell. Non-existent. They don't believe in hell. Um, those who don't qualify for heaven will simply disappear as if they never existed. Um, kingdom of God. Um, the unique government rules over earth from heaven. Jehovah fulfills his promise to Jesus that he would rule in 1914. And when Jesus becomes king, Satan and his evil angels were kicked out of heaven and sent to inhabit the earth. This is how Jehovah explains war, crime, and other bad things which are happening in our world today. All of these things indicate that Jesus has established his reign and that we are in the last days with a certain time from, from some faithful followers, 144,000 to be accessed, will join Jesus and assist him in his reign after Jesus judges the people and Jehovah will rule again. Holidays. Um, they don't celebrate them. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, birthdays, or any other holiday except the memorial of Christ's death during Passover. Uh, they believe they should not celebrate because celebrations grew out of ancient false religions and because early Christians did not celebrate these occasions either. Which is true. They didn't celebrate them either. Um, though birthday celebrations have been around for a ever. All right, um, controversies. Oops, yeah, controversies. Uh, make sure I stay on track. Um, well, one of the biggest controversies that surrounds the Jehovah Witnesses is the false the false prophecies that we, we, I heard someone mention when we first started. Um, 
five times the start of Armageddon has been predicted. Uh, 1914, 1918, 1920, 1925, and 1941. Now, as I say that, these kind of predictions are not unique to Jehovah's Witnesses. Nay, you pick whatever denomination you grew up with, they've got one, that, they've got someone who's done it within their group too. Whether it be the Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, the Eastern Orthodox, Islam, I mean, they've all had someone who said it's the end. And this is the date where it's going to be. The difference that really goes with this is, uh, is that the, what came from that hierarchy that they have, like if a Baptist pastor says it's the end, which there have been hundreds of them, then it's maybe their church or that Baptist or maybe their church and their fathers and they're like, and the rest of us are like, uh, don't believe you. Um, a good example of, uh, of this kind of thinking would, uh, remember, the, uh, when was that? The, blood, the four blood moons, you guys remember that? The four blood moons, there was, uh, who did that, Higgy? John Hagee, yeah, the four blood moons. And he had a, a staunch followers, I believe. That was going to be the end because there was four blood moons. And he had his book that laid out exactly how it's going to be across. And, of course, that didn't come about. Um, but he had a group of followers that believed him, and the rest of us were like, I don't think so. I read his book. I didn't buy it. But it you know, would have been fun because then we wouldn't be here. <laughs> I would, you know, but, um, but um, it's not, you know, the di real difference that really pulls this out as being a controversy is it comes from the top. And so the whole group is forced to either believe this or to accept this as part of the religion. And uh, when it comes down like that, that'd be like the Pope saying the end of the world is going to be next year, um, which can be dangerous, you know. And uh, so they've had some, some different con controversies. Um, other controversies they have done um, that they're in, uh, they refuse to take blood transfusions um, based on Leviticus 17.10. Uh, they will refuse blood transfusions, which always causes problems for, you know, on the medical standpoint that we, you can't save their life. And um, so that always causes controversy, especially when it's a parent refusing for their child. That usually causes the controversy. Well, uh, where does parent right end and and the right of the, to save the child and the, and the religious applications within that and the, is always a controversy and that always stirs up something when, when a child dies. Of course, any child, child dies, it should stir up something in our hearts. But um, it always stirs up some kind of controversy. Uh, nationalism, that's another big one that stirs up problems. They owe no allegiance to person, flag, or nation, only Jehovah. So they don't salute the flag, they don't uh, participate in military duty, uh, they don't, um, uh, they have no pledges, um, and so this will call, always cause some kind of controversy, especially here in the United States. Other countries are not so tied up, and you have to say the national anthem and pledges all the time, but the United States is really nationalistic in that regard, and so it really causes some issues here in the United States and controversies in the United States, especially 
in the past when we were really a, I want to use air quotes, Christian nation. Now that we're not, we're becoming less of a Christian nation, it's not as big of a deal because there's lots of people that don't stand for the play or, or salute the play, stuff like that. But it, uh, um, I say that because uh, I use air quotes because um, for a long time, we, we're, and it really, off and on through our history, we've been a Christian nation, but we claim to be religious freedom. No, no religion is based on, but Christianity has been the prevalent one. And, um, and so some people look at it as a Christian nation. Even other countries, this is my Christian name. When they come here to the United States, like they might get the, the, the name John, and that's my Christian name. Um, and uh, I have other issues with that, but um, a nation can only be Christian if the people are. Because Christ isn't for a nation, it's for the people. Uh, it's like saying a pencil. I actually don't like the, idea, the, word, the term Christian music either. Uh, there's music about Christ, there's music that worship Christ, there's mu Christian music, musicians that worship Christ in their music, but music is uh, an outpouring of us, it's not a thing in itself. Any more than you can have Christian underwear, which you can buy online if you want. You go type in Christian underwear and they'll bring it up and it's got Jesus written on it and you got some boxers that have, you know, Jesus face on it and stuff like that. So, so go, you go check it out, Christian underwear. Um, um, underwear can't be Christian. It has no choice in what it is. <laughs> uh, they can't be disciples of Christ. <laughs> um, anyways. So, um, on the rest of that chart, I have put a, com a quick comparison chart for you um, uh, that I got on, actually, I think a website that is not in existence anymore. Yeah. Religiousfacts.com. They were a fantastic website, but they don't exist anymore. Um, but uh, you can use that as a quick chart when you say, well, what did Jehovah Witnesses believe about this? You can use that as a quick chart and anything more detailed than that you'll have to look up. But uh, most of the time we, we ask these questions, what is different? And this is a good quick chart for you to use. Um, so, any questions about Jehovah Witnesses? Second chance after death? Well, you'll be offered another chance uh, to accept the true Jehovah after you die. Uh, yes. So, like, after you die, well, and, and it's, not like, it's not like you get to relive life. You just get, you have, you get the chance to, to, re, to believe in him one more time before you cease to exist but you might not be part of the 144 so you might cease to exist anyways but, uh, well you, you stand before the judge he judges you before you cease to exist well he judges you 
to find if you're one of the 144,000. He judges you. And uh, some Jehovah Witnesses, some, there's different, like, when there's six million people following Jehovah Witnesses, there's going to be some differences. I mean, I'm talking generically here. Now, some believe in a short period of afterlife afterwards. Heaven, not hell. They don't, don't believe in hell, but they believe in heaven. Whether you get to go into heaven or not. And um, some even believe in purgatory, but, um, um, but that's not hell. That's different. You're working off your sins, so maybe you can get into the heaven. Um, but like I said, with 600 uh, million, you're going to have some differences. That's just, just inevitable. Um, people are going to differ. Yep, and it's referring to the Jews. That is where they got it. They said there's going to be 144,000, and they just said, well, that refers to us because we're the only ones getting into heaven. Yep, well, that's not in the watchtower. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That, the, that, that is very clearly talking about the tribes of Israel. But they would argue that, they're, um, that the, because the tribes of Israel have rejected Jesus, that it transfers to them, the ones who have accepted Jesus, as in the true, Jehovah in the true form. So. There is no Jewish Jehovah Witness branch. You either are Jehovah Witness and nothing else. You cannot be Jewish and Jehovah Witness. You can't be American and Jehovah Witness. You can't be uh, Buddhist and you have to be Jehovah Witness. You give up your cultural identity and become a Jehovah Witness. Um, I would say so. Um, well, I don't know, maybe more like Antichrist. Um, the reason I say that, because the wolf in sheep clothing usually, would it, maybe when it started it was a wolf in sheep clothing, if we were put it in like our modern, because it was coming out of it, it was teaching in the group, and it was leading people straight, coming to devour within the group. Now it's separate. So it's not really a wolf, it's an 
anti antichrist. Well, it quite is antichrist. They don't believe in Jesus as God. They believe that Jesus is. Um, so it, I would say antichrist, not not sheep of the same blood. Yeah. Well. Well, you know, um, I'm trying to remember where I said it, saw that. Um, they don't believe in bodily resurrection. It was spiritual resurrection. They do believe he, he was killed. Um, but the idea, the, the, uh, the idea of a cross like this is actually um, one that is not well agreed upon even with mainstream academics. Uh, there are many different ways a cross can look in the in in history, um, uh, including. Um, let me bring up my marker. Um, the X, that is a type of cross. The T, like we have, the what well, capital T, where you put the the cross right above it. There is the, um, the, 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 the big one and the little one, more like that. Um, uh, we actually don't, and that is not well agreed upon by any, by the academics, what it would have looked like by the time of Jesus. And I've heard so many different arguments on this one or that one or this one. We just know he was crucified. <laughs> Uh, when you start putting into it had to look like this, then you're actually getting away from what the Bible teaches us because it's not about what the cross looked like. It was, um, um, actually, the idea that it, um, it actually started looking like this largely in the time of uh, the, uh, when um, the African uh, church, the, the church out of Alexandria and Ethiopia was very popular, very popular because of the ox, which comes out of Egyptian mythology, and it was they used to wear it around their and then they started they switched it to a cross and got rid of the the ox and uh, so that's when it started being where um, where around your neck or whatever it became a symbol for the cross and that and that became popular then, which was years after the. Uh, we are, we have there's no way for us to actually know what kind of cross he was he was crucified on because uh, a lot of that depended on who was ruling when it came about and what kind of what kind of they were in the mood to do it as um, you know it's like and you know and it goes with like when Jesus carried his cross did he carry just the cross bar and he was raised up or did he carry the full the full thing uh, you know, and how did that? We don't know that. This, you know, and, and different people argue for different ways or whatever. But it's 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 unknowable. Um, crosses were made out of wood, and they would have been taken down and reused. And we, you know, well, I found the cross of Jesus. It's not like they would have immortalized it. It would have been reused and um, and eventually eroded and thrown away. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just, you know, they didn't have museums for famous people back then.
All right. Any other questions? Nonsense that you, what you're thinking of. They do do some baptisms. Well, it depends on, the, like I said, it depends on the group. Um, I think, I want to say the main body does do baptism, in a, uh, but it's not one of their main tenets, no. It's not like, like we have like Lord's Supper and baptism, that's like the main sacraments we follow, and it's not held like that, no. Um, when I come to the door... Oh, I usually, uh, they usually run off uh, as soon as I tell them. I, I come to, I come, they come to me and I say, well, I'm a pastor. I say, well, then you believe in Jesus. Let me tell you about Jehovah. And I say, you know, there's no J in the Hebrew language. And then they get confused and they end up leaving. Uh, yeah, well, my sister had uh, a ban on her from the Mormon church because they were not allowed to, no one but the elder was allowed to visit her because she almost converted three missionaries. All right, any other questions, comments, concerns? All right, let's pray and we'll head on out. Yahweh, Lord, we praise you, Lord. We thank you for those wonderful blessings that you've given us, Lord. We pray that we um, stay true to your scriptures that you have presented before us and help us to understand when we have cultural understandings of them that need to, to go away so that we can understand them better according to your way, but let us stay true to your word, um, to, the, that, to a, a, the best of our ability for sound, a healthy belief, uh, for life for its fullest. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, next week, introduction to church history.